Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is sponsored by Matt Rock, Murat Verdi, and Nicholas Payton. Thanks to the Respect Sextet for the theme music to this show, which is episode number 320. You'll find the Respect Sextet online at respectsextet.com. Thanks also to Dave Rabel, who designed the Jazz Sessions logo. He's online at twitter.com slash Rabel V-R-A-B-E-L. Thank you to All About Jazz for carrying the show on their website, allaboutjazz.com. They've also got a widget that you can install on your site. If you do that, it'll show the latest episode of the Jazz Session. And if you decide to install that widget, send me an email, would you, jason at thejazzsession.com, because I will feature your website in my newsletter, which goes out each Monday. This show is free to listen to, but it's not free to make. So if you like what you hear, please do become a member. You can do it for as little as $10 a month or $110 a year if you want to pay all in one lump sum. Or if you'd like to be one of the featured sponsors of the show, the people whose names are mentioned at the beginning and end of every show, you can become a member at the $50 a month or $500 a year level. But uh, there are three different levels, both monthly and yearly, and any of them is great. The show needs as many members as it can get to keep going. My guest today is the Chilean guitarist Camila Mesa, and she will be performing, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, uh, which is Halloween 2011, then she's performing tomorrow, November 1st, 2011, at 8.30 at Cornelia Street Cafe, along with the Mikahari Group. And there will be many wonderful players on that show. Uh, I think it's 10 bucks at Cornelia Street Cafe. You can find out more at camilamesa.com. C-A-M-I-L-A-M-E-Z-A dot com. Before we hear my conversation with Camila, let's hear some music from her most recent album. In a forest pitch dark, glow the tiniest spark. It burst into a flame like me, like me, my name is so well married to myself my love be so well leaving by herself in a heart full of dust lives a creature called lust it surprises and scares like me like me my name is so well married to myself a deal to raise wonderful hell like me like me my name is so
My guest is the vocalist and guitarist Camila Mesa. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being Thank here. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. So you are one of the people, one of the things I love about living in New York is that you can never know everybody. <laughs> and so, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking for something to do, and there's always a few places I check first just to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the Smalls website, and I saw your name, and to be totally honest, I had never heard of you or seen you before. And I thought, ah, what the hell, I'll go try this and see what it sounds like. <laughs> and I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, thanks so much. And, uh, and I wanted to have you on the show. And I think uh, probably for many people they may hear about you for the first time in this interview because these yeah. the listeners are all over the place and many of them aren't here in New York. So I thought maybe we could kind of give them a little bit of background Good. on you and how you got to be here. Yeah. Um, maybe starting in Chile and just how you got introduced to the guitar, like which came first, singing or the guitar? And uh, Yeah, well, start um, I started with the guitar, actually. But the voice was kind of like always... Uh, uh, support, you know, a support like to compose, to to express ideas to other musicians. You know, I kind of like always used my voice, but it was uh, until when I got into j- a jazz school in Santiago uh, that a teacher came to me and kind of like uh, discovered, <laughs> you know, that I could sing and that I could sing jazz actually. Did this person I, discover it by hearing you, like overhearing yeah, you? Yeah, because I was a, uh, we, you know, we had like ear training lessons and stuff like that. So, so, and he, he perceived that I had like good ear and that I could sing, like I had a good tone in my voice. So it was, yeah, he was interested in, in me as a musician, you know, he wanted to, to go to, to, to see me perform and stuff. And, uh, I, yeah, that was it. And and then he 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 asked me, "So, do you know some standards?" And I I had just learned like a few songs, like uh, some Brazilian standards and some some jazz standards. And we went like to a piano uh, room, and he said, "Okay, what do you know?" And we started playing, and he said, "Oh my God, okay, so you're playing with me." And uh, he booked me for like a whole year of. Uh, of uh, a gig in in a hotel where I mainly started like doing all my repertoire like vocal repertoire that was the moment like it was 18 19 years old that I started like uh, learning all these songs and like started singing jazz like for the first time sure because yeah I started in guitar and I started playing like funk and rock and a lot of different styles like jazz I was like a a, a late uh, jazz player you know <laughs> I started kind of late it was just hilarious because you're in your mid twenties right now, so <laughs> it's not like you're eighty and you started when you were seventy or something like that. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you started yeah. as a teenager. I think that's okay. <laughs> can you uh, can we back up from jazz school a little bit and talk about what made you want to go to jazz school in the first place? Um, well, yeah, when I was playing guitar, I was composing too, and I I, I always kind of like tend I tended. To the sound of jazz, you know, mm. I was playing this funk rhythms or whatever, but I always like intuitively. Mm-hmm. In yeah, I I I tried to grab like uh, the the sound of jazz, you know, like the complexity of the harmony, and so my songs were kind of like a pop in that in that a uh, at that moment were pop, but they had like a, a little bit of this flavor of jazz harmonies and. 
And I'd lo- I, 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 I love to improvise also. And where know? was that coming from? Where were those harmonies and that love for improv coming from, do you think? That's a very good question because, <laughs> yeah, I try to, to remember. And, well, my dad listened to a lot of classical music. and But there was some jazz, too. My brother is a drummer. And he he listened to a lot of fusion too. Like John, uh, at that moment uh, was uh, John Scofield. He showed me Pat Metheny, um Alan Holdsworth. So yeah, maybe my brother between my brother, yeah, and my sister too. She's also a musician, and and they all listened and talked about all these uh, musicians and stuff. But so it was a lot of music in my house. Mm. Yeah, but jazz, like traditional jazz, or or. I kind of like never really was like directly, really directly exposed, you know, to that music. It was kind of like, it's a, it's a mystery for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a combination of all those things. And sure. It's not just one moment in my life. So did you want to go to this school that you went to specifically to play, to learn how to play jazz, or just to kind of further your skills as a guitar player? Um, well, yeah, I, I went for uh, for guitar, not uh, vocals. And yeah, I mean, it was one of the few uh, uh, schools in, in Santiago for popular music. And I liked the fact that because it's called pro jazz, and you know, they a lot of people like friends told me that there were great uh, teachers there, and I kind of like liked the fact that it was related to jazz because I was very interested in the in the like knowing more about the music, and I I felt always interested in the in the fact that it wasn't an, an improvised music, you know. I always felt attracted to that part of it, and. So I guess that's what, uh, um, how do you say, like, that made me go there to, sure. to, the, to, to that specific school. So when you got to this school, I mean, the, the amount of jazz that's been recorded, you know, from when it started being recorded till now is huge. And there's mm-hmm. so many different 
styles and ways to approach the music. Yeah. How did you how did you begin? How did you start to like wrestle with this huge monster of jazz? Yeah. It was I think it it was a very important moment when a friend handed me a uh, a Wes Montgomery album. Uh it was uh, so so much guitar. Uh no no, it was uh, the incredible uh jazz guitar of uh, yeah. Wes Montgomery. And I listened to this album and it was kind of like uh yeah, life changing because it was it sounded so good. I was really attracted to to this sound and because I've heard, as I told you, I've heard uh, Pat Metheny, and you know, Pat Metheny really like was influenced by Wes Montgomery as well. So um, I kind of like found the 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 sound that I, at that moment I really wanted to go for, you know. And so I started to listen to a lot of uh, of uh, kind of like '50s, '60s uh, jazz, you know. And at the same time, like this teacher, uh, called me for this gig and I started listening to Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan and Carmen McRae. And I started, like, I, I really fell in love with the, you know, with all these great jazz legends, you know, and I started learning songs, learning a lot of standards, uh, and yeah, transcribing. At that moment, and did hearing this new guitar sound mean you had to actually get a new guitar? Exactly, you... <laughs> exactly. Because I had an, an Ibanez that was kind of like very rock vibe. Right. You know? You're even making devil <laughs> yeah. horns while you're talking about it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I still have it in my heart, you know. <laughs> I think that's totally cool. <laughs> Yeah, so... There are some moments when it's too bad this is not a video <laughs> show. I know. And that was one of you them. You lose part of the <laughs> gestures, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Sorry, so, yeah. So you yeah, had Yeah, so I, I went for this uh, big guitar, the the fat guitar, you know? Yeah. That's how I used to call it, the fat guitar. and Meaning like a hollow body yes. guitar, right? Yeah. <laughs> Although I prefer the term fat guitar, which I think I'll use from now on if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, the fatty. And yeah, I went for that guitar and and I started I started, you know, performing with the guitar and the sound changed and the music changed and everything started changing. I actually I actually uh when I went into jazz, I quit my my rock bands, you know? Like it was kind of like incompatible at one moment you know because i felt so much the need for like a, a freer expression you know kind of like with my rock and, and pop and soul bands or whatever i at that moment i felt that everything was too tight you know everything was too written down i had to play like everything again the same way you know and I didn't like my personality is not like that. I want to change all the time, you know, and and I found myself like really great like uh, expressing myself through jazz, you know. Sweet touches, we turn 
left the lights on The nights go And morning finds us caught in lies Was switching to the hollow body, was it like learning an entirely new instrument? I think so, yeah. Um, well, and, and it also was the moment where I started like really learning like the language of jazz and everything, because by the moment I went to school, I didn't know a lot of, about jazz, you know? Mm -hmm. I kind of like faked a lot of, uh, you know, the sounds, but I didn't really know how it worked, like... Uh, so, yeah, it was like a year, a year of learning, and 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 then I started performing with the with my teacher, and at one moment I had like this, uh, my vocal side was really developed, and because instrumental side, I mean I, I've always felt that the the vocal part of myself is like very in, uh, intuitive and very like I go for for stuff, you know. The, the guitar side, it's like, ha has a lot of, uh, of hours of practice, of, um, you know, I kind of like, it's a lot, much more thoughtful and so, of course, like the, the, the singing part of myself like went so fast because I was uh, like internalizing a lot of stuff and I was just throwing myself to, to improvisation and... point I felt that I really needed to to for both of them to come together you know because I was singing just singing with my teacher at this hotel and I was kind of like uh, playing by myself or, or my um, like doing sessions with uh, you know but not really like going out and and suddenly you know I, I really focused on, on comping for myself you know, like I practiced like singing this standards accompanying myself on the guitar and I remember like uh, asking for a, a gig at the kind of like the early set in in uh, like one of the best jazz clubs in, in Chile. It was like a Saturday like at nine or like <laughs> seven. That's really early for for Chile. Like like a concert starts like at eleven. Wow. So this was this was an early set. And like all my family came and like my friends supporting. <laughs> it was so cool because it was the first time that I really like felt that I was doing what I wanted, you know, like uh, both singing and playing and, and improvising. And Were you completely solo or did you have a band? No, I had did a band. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a, a, kind of like a great process. process. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, when I saw you at Smalls, I mean, well, first of all, you don't see all that many people in the jazz world who sing and play guitar. Exactly. It's not yeah. all that common. Mm. And I, I don't think it ever really has been all that 
all that common. Not as common as people who accompany themselves on piano, certainly. Yeah, yeah. But um, since I didn't know anything about you at all, when I first saw you, you know, you always have that moment where you think, like, I wonder if this person is a singer who happens to play guitar hmm? or a guitarist who happens to sing. Yeah. But you seem to have really found a home in both places. I mean, you seemed... Mm. You know, when you sang, it seemed totally natural. And when you played, I was really impressed, you know, with your facility. And it just sounded, it sounded like you reached a place where you didn't have to choose between one or the other. You could find a whole personality. That's great. That's great that you're telling me that. Because that's kind of like a, where I want to go for, you know. Um, I feel myself as equal, like, uh, as a singer and as a guitar player, you know. Like, I, I, I feel that I need both instruments to really express all the music I have inside, you know? It's funny also because I, I like doing, like, vocal music, but I would feel kind of like an emptiness if I wouldn't be playing guitar in the, the music, you know? Yeah. So let's talk about how you ended up here in New York. Uh, so you were going to school in Santiago? Okay, so I was going to school in Santiago, and I quit in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I always quit everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of like, I felt that I needed some more, even like more specific, uh, knowledge, you know, like schools tend to be too much information and, you know, you don't really get to, to the main things. When you kind of like clear what you want, that can be, kind of like overwhelming because I really need to focus on something. You sure. Know? So, well, after two years of uh, this school, it was great. You know, I met a lot of great people, uh, the musicians I play. I played in New York, so, um, in, sorry, in Santiago. Some of them, uh, you know, were I met them in that school, so it was great. But after that, I decided to take a per, like um, private lessons with a great, great teacher in Chile, like a guitar player, very well known. And I stayed with him like uh, two years or something. And then I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to play, like started to, to, to travel and stuff. You know, I'm kind of like crazy about traveling. I love it. So I went on a cruise ship for five months. That was crazy. Wow. Yeah. It was a great experience, but it's kind of like, man, five months is too much. <laughs> it's too much, yeah. But, you know, in my life, it's been great because like, I do something and that something like takes me somewhere else, you know? It's, sure. it's amazing. And from that cruise ship, I met a guy from Poland that made a tour. You know, and I, I ended up like spending a month in, in Poland, like performing, <laughs> you know, it was, it was great. great. Yeah, it was awesome. And with that money that I earned in that cruise ship, I decided to come to New York, like, uh, to uh, like a month vacation, spend all that money in jazz clubs and, <laughs> <laughs> and concerts and yeah. And it was crazy. Like I, I, I came here and, some days I, I went like to even three concerts a day. I was like kind of like, kind of like obsessive, you know, <laughs> an obsessive person. I, I finished like uh, at 5 a.m., like came back and the day after I went to another two concerts and, you know, to like took some lessons and really, really like fell in love with the city. Like it was too much. Like I felt so good, you know. 
like uh, this you know the creative aspect of it the the human aspect of it you know the fact that there was people from everywhere it was so interesting you know it was really an experience i wanted to to kind of like extend all the stars out tonight i don't know if it's cloudy or bright cause i After that month, I came back to to Chile with the idea in myself. I didn't tell anybody, you know. I was kind of like, man, I really want to go back. I really want to go back. And I applied for the new school via uh, like online. I recorded a, a demo, an audition, and sent it. And luckily, I got in, <laughs> and they gave me a scholarship, which actually like made it real because it's kind of like. It's really expensive for Latin American people to come here to study. It's like impossible. So, yeah, I'll always thank the new school. <laughs> <laughs> and by this time, by the time you came to New York that first time for your like month of craziness, mm -hmm. did you already know, okay, this is what I want to do with my life? Do you mean coming to New York? No, I mean being a musician as your sure. profession. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, since... Since I finished high school, like I knew that I wanted to be a musician. I didn't know like what style or what I was going to do, but I really knew that I wanted to be a musician. I I feel that it's my way to to live life, you know. I, it's it's too deep the relation I have with music that I knew like from a long time ago. Yeah. And you knew that it needed to be more than just something you you did as a as a, as a hobby. hobby yeah yeah because i mean more than the fact that i i wanted to live from it i just couldn't like uh do anything else i mean how do you ex express this like i wanted to do it all day you know like i i woke up and i wanted to play you know it's what well, it was it has always been something that i i can be all day you know like all day doing music and caring about the music composing or or arranging or going to see music you know i'm kind of like a uh it's it doesn't uh 
it's not boring for me. It, sure. Never, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it was a great decision because I never really get bored of uh, of it and I'm always like motivated to do more stuff. And So talk about the new school, what that was like. Um, well, I've been already, man, time flies in New York, it's crazy. It's it's almost three years. I have one more left at the school, and yeah, the first moment, like the first semester, it was kind of like uh, hard, you know. You get to like this cultural shock, and it was winter. I came like uh, January two thousand nine. <laughs> so all those elements made it like really hard experience sure. at the beginning. But after that, I mean, I settled. And I started making like friends and started, you know, and also performing. Also the fact that I, I you know, cause in Chile I was performing so much. I was having gigs and everything. And suddenly you stop playing and you're kind of like, nobody really cares about your music and nobody, you don't have anybody to like play for or anything. Right. That was kind of like uh, heavy. Like, it was weird. And so I kind of, I, I started like looking for for somewhere to play like right away, you know. And I found this little restaurant close to my school that I I auditioned. I remember like asking a, a friend, "Man, can you go with me on audition? I'll give you some nice spaghetti." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the guy, the owner, liked it, and so. That was my first gig in New York, and I was it was like a weekly gig, which was kind of great, you know, because for me it has always been, you know, you practice. I love practicing, you know, but I kind of like need a real situation to to apply all what I'm learning, you know. I and almost uh, at this point also that, I mean, when I just came that. I had already been performing so much, like stopping performing was not really like a natural, you know? So, well, that was my first semester and it was, it was intense in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. But after that, you know, like you start meeting a lot of great people and you start, you, you have the chance to show your music. Oh, well. So in that, uh, that summer here, I went back to Chile and I recorded my last album with the band I had, um, with the band I had been working with in Chile for the last two years or something. So that, uh, July 2009, I recorded Retrato, which means portrait. And that's my last album. And new school, well, I came back to, to the States and, to New York, New York, and it's been awesome. It's been really a nice experience. Like, uh, teachers have always, you know, like, gave uh, support, and and the school also opens you a lot of uh, opens a lot of opportunities to perform. And the fact that it's in New York, it's like so great, you know, because you're studying, but at the same time, you have the so many options to, you know, like go to jam sessions or go like even, you know really performing in jazz club, you know, it's small. For me, at the moment I, I, I came to New York, I, I've always been to the, the jazz club, like uh, checking out people, and it was kind of like a great thing to perform finally there, you know, because yeah. it, 
it was always like a, I mean, it, it's still, it's, it's an amazing jazz club for me. It's one of the best. So. Everybody goes there at some point. <laughs> it's a great hang. It's yeah. a great hang and, and always great music, good vibe. And, yeah, I agree. Stand alone in the world, walk with me in the gentle rain. Come, little one, you have me in the world, and our love will be sweet, very sweet. I feel your tears as they fall on my cheek, they are. that when you went uh, to the new school and you kind of stopped performing all of a sudden that it felt unnatural is part of that missing that feedback from from people that kind of connection with listeners uh well that that's one of the things yeah because i really feel that for me music it's like a social a social experience you know it's for a community you know i of course, uh, I mean, you have to really enjoy music first, you know, by yourself. And, and, and that's no doubt, you know, like I, I play at my, at my place and, and I have fun, like practicing and doing music by myself. But ultimately, I think it's for the people, you know, like, uh, I, I kind of like, I need to express and I need to, for them to, to, you know, to feel something, you know, make them feel something. Uh, so yeah, one side was the fact that I didn't have this connection, like with people that I really enjoy. And the other, of course, like what I was telling you about the practicing thing, like when you don't have like a purpose, you know, you don't have like a, a place or a moment or a, to play, like wh whatever you're practicing, it's kind of like, for me, it, it fades, you know, it, it doesn't really have like a, a, a um, the cycle doesn't flow, you know, because you have to really play and perform like, like the real, like life experience. You have to have a life experience in order to, to really acknowledge all these things you're learning, you know, that's, that's my philosophy of it, you know, yeah. like I really learn, I think I'm learning. When I'm also performing, you know, I think it's a, a really a necessary thing to do for a musician, like to really perform like the most you can. Yeah. When you can't just stop in the middle of the song and go back and do it again. <laughs> of <course laughs> that kind not. of thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So when I saw you, you uh, were playing uh, in a duo with just a bass. Mm. I mean, can you talk a little bit about about duo playing and what you like about it? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's a uh, in New York, you know, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a practical aspect to it's it, too, right? Yeah. Very practical. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's challenging, you know. It's very challenging for guitar, bass, and in my case, voice too. Because you do, well, you don't have uh, somebody telling you what the time is. You know, you have to kind of like agree between you know the bass player and yourself. You have to agree what the time is. You know, like kind of like really listen to each other. Because yeah, when you have a third person, when you have a, a third person, when you have a drummer then there's no discussion about that, you right. know? So with the bass player and guitar, it's uh, it's challenging in that aspect. And also, you know, like keeping it, it lively and keeping it, keeping it interesting, it's also a challenge, you know, because you don't have uh, other uh, timbres and other uh, instruments that will, you know, will trade and... You know, it will be fresh for the ear. No, just, you know, very <laughs> basic, uh, you know, sounds. Sure. But it's great because you, you also, you get all this, uh, this nice intimacy. Is that a word? Intimacy. Yeah. Intimacy. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's, everything is very subtle and everything, you can hear everything, you know, you cannot hide between the, you know, the, the, no, the, the loudness of uh, the band or anything. You have to really be like uh, very precise and very, you know, like it has to be the real thing there. Sure. You know? Yeah, but it's great. I really love it. I really love performing like duo. It seems like it would be particularly challenging because it's not like you're just playing the guitar. You're also you're accompanying yourself, but you're also singing at the same mm. time and trying to have this conversation with the bassist. Yes. I mean, there's a lot going on for you. Yes. On stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But I think it's, it has been one of the best uh, trainings also, because I have a, a lot of, like, duo gigs. I do a lot of, of that. And it's a great training for all what we were talking about. It's it's awesome. But at the same time, you know, I I... I sometimes also miss because I, I really love playing with uh, with uh, horns and with piano sometimes also when I can drums, and it's another experience. You you get like um, you can play a lot with the textures and and it's very different. But yeah, both both aspects are really great. They are really great. I play a lot also trio. Like with drummer, uh, bass, and me, and boys and guitar. That's also very practical for jazz clubs here. <laughs> <laughs> the trio and the, and then you, it's really hard to get <laughs> right, like a yeah. quartet, you know? But when I can, I do it actually. Well, we're going to talk, I guess, like after what's coming up, but, sure, yeah. um, uh, on uh, November 1st, November, November 1st, I'll be performing with Quintet, which is, Kind of like really weird here in New York. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't get to play so much with Quintet. And Where is that? At Cornelia Street Cafe. Mm. Uh, Tuesday at 8.30. It's, it's going to be good, yeah. And when you're, uh, when you're comping for yourself, are you able to actually 
to actually give while you're singing to give any thought to the comping or do you just have to get it to a place where it just it happens and you don't have to focus on it well there's i guess there's two different like approaches that kind of like happen spontaneously you know uh when i'm focusing a lot on 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 the voice and i'm kind of like improvising melodies with the voice what i mean improvising melodies also with the with the lyrics you know i i i sometimes like really like uh um how do you say like changing like you change the melodies of the of the actual song in order to take them somewhere else you sure. know when i'm doing that i'm kind of like it's more automatic the guitar kind of like it's not really that I'm paying a lot of attention to the guitar. I'm, are probably, you know, like rhythmically it could vary from one time to the other, but maybe the chords or the, the voicings will, I won't be really like focusing on that. But when, when the voice is kind of like more, um, how would I say? When, when I, the voice gives, like more space to the to the guitar i kind of like um i can improvise like with the with the voicings and i can go uh like to different directions and also that changing those directions like help sometimes the voice to change too you know they kind of like they com- i communicate between myself you know yeah. like um they inform each other you know it's so fun because it's almost like you have two consciousnesses going <laughs> yeah. on at one time. Yeah, yeah, All exactly. in, just in one side, one brain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy because there's no... I don't think there would be a discussion that if you s- just sing, you can, of course, do much more stuff in, as if you just play, you know? But there's a, a very, like, interesting aspect if you're doing both, you know? Because you're kind of like, uh, as I'm saying, like it informs each other and you're capable also sometimes to really connect them, you know? And as as no one could ever do if they're just playing like a singer and a different guitar player, sometimes you can, you you know, I always know where where I'm I'm going like harmonically, you know? And the voice can go that direction too, you know? (laughs) And if I'm doing something like weird uh, melodically, then I can come for that and I know, you know, what it is, you know, and I can support it right away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And with endings or, or you know, <laughs> I can go crazy, you know? And <laughs> that's right. Just the bass player has to, you know, really be there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned the thing on November 1st at Cornelia Street, and mm-hmm. I know you've also got a tour of Chile coming up. Yes. Can you talk about yeah. the other things that are coming in the future? Um... Well, yeah, Cornelia, uh, I'm really excited about that. <clears throat> it's going to be with great musicians, really great musicians. And we're sharing the stage with another great singer from Israel. She's called Mika Hari. And some of the musicians will playing Daniel Friedman on drums, Shai Maestro on piano. I'll be playing with uh, Pablo Menares on bass, same bass player of uh, at Smalls. Um, Joris Roloffs on bass clarinet. I'm incorporating that sound to to my music right now. The bass clarinet, I think it's really yeah, great. It. Yeah. And um, on November, I have uh, uh, some 
some other interesting gigs too, just at Inquil here in Brooklyn, and North Square in Washington Square Park, and on January I'll be coming home after a year and a half, I'm so excited, yeah, I'll be playing in Chile for a month, wow, and visiting great. family, and visiting my be beautiful places, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, really, it's like... <gasps> I miss so much, like the everything. Yeah. The temperature, everything, you know? Yeah, it's hard to be away from home for a long time. Yeah. I've done that yeah. too. And it's always nice to go back. Mm, where, yeah. where are you from? <laughs> uh, I'm from Massachusetts, but I've lived in Japan for a bunch of years. And so, oh, cool. yeah, I remember it was great to be there. And there were times when I just wanted to go and speak my own language too. Yeah. And, you know, think, so. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to be said for it. Yeah. Well, it's been uh, it's been really fun to talk to you, and and I'm, I'm really happy that I accidentally discovered you, and <laughs> we'll be uh, following you to see what happens. Thanks very much. Thanks for so much. Coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks. When Charlie speaks of Lester, you know someone great is gone. The sweetest swinging music man had a porky pig hat on. A bright star in a dark age When the bandstands had a thousand ways of refusing A black man admission Black musician In those days they put him in an underdog position Sellers and shitlings Charlie speaks of luster You know someone great has come The sweetest swinging music man Had a porky pig hat on A bright star in a dark age when the wind stands had a thousand ways of refusing a black man admission black musician in those days they put him in an underdog that's music from Camila Mesa. Don't forget, she is at Cornelia Street Cafe tomorrow, November 1st, 2011, at 8.30, along with the Mika Hari group. So uh, two great acts tomorrow at Cornelia Street Cafe. I'm Jason Crane. This is The Jazz Session, sponsored by Matt Rock, Murat Verdi, and Nicholas Payton. Please do become a member if you like what you hear. It's the best way to keep this show going. Uh, we're over 100 members now and need to, to keep building that number. So please go to thejazzsession.com slash join and sign up. Speaking of things you can sign up for, by the way, there's a, a mailing list for the show. And if you sign up for it at thejazzsession.com, just click on mailing list, you'll get an email from me each Monday telling you who's on that week's shows and the following week's shows. And usually there's some links in there to photos I've taken at jazz shows or new poems. Eh, 
all kinds of stuff. So if that sounds like something you'd like to receive once a week in your email inbox, please go to thejazzsession.com and click on mailing list. In the meantime, get out there and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and then come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session. Bye. Bye. Bye.